0: Kia ora and welcome to the Netfit New Zealand podcast. In this series, we're joined by some of New Zealand's best umpires who will share with us their journeys and give some tips and tricks for rising umpires. We know umpiring isn't easy, but by breaking down each element of the game into three simple steps, it's much easier to understand and implement on game day. Umpiring. It's as easy as one, two, three, thanks to GJ Gardner-Holmes. Today's guest is Angela Armstrong-Lush, one of our most experienced elite umpires. She's umpired over a hundred elite games and is about to head off to Com Games. But first, she shares her journey and some real pearls of wisdom for life and netball.
1: Tēnā Koto Talk or Angela Armstrong-Lush Um My name's obviously Angela Armstrong-Lush and I am a international umpire.
0: Obviously we see you on our TV screens on the regular, what do you do outside of netball? Uh,
1: so outside of netball I am a teacher at Fielding Intermediate and also I am a mother of four and a grandmother of one, so my beautiful mokopuna whose name is Penelope who is two years old. Oh
0: my goodness that will keep you very busy I'm sure and i uh, I know that your um, netball career extends beyond um, umpiring on the sideline. Can you please tell us a little bit about your journey in netball and then how you got into umpiring? So
1: I basically started off as a player and was fortunate enough to make um, representative sides when I was um, under, when I was 16 years of age or played under 16 for middle two netball. Um, and I actually jumped between netball and basketball. So at the age of 17, I had a couple of years off netball and went to play, um, obviously, for the Male or Two Women's basketball team and decided that I wanted to try netball again. So I went back to netball and um, in between then had some babies um, at quite a young age and um, went to a a game of netball which my friend asked me to turn up to, which I found out after was um, playing against the Silver Ferns, um, and turned and locked at my partner and it was Bernice Minnie. Um, after that I actually got asked by a selector to go and trial for the Western Flyers at that time, which was um, National Bank Cup, which was equivalent to ANZ, and um, played and I was fortunate enough to actually make the team. Um, So I was kind of in and out of netball um, and played obviously Nationals um, and played a few years in um, the National League. Um, When I hit the age of 30, decided that obviously I wasn't going to make the Silver Fern, so um, I gave umpiring a go. But the scary thing was that when I think I was about 22, I actually gained my New Zealand badge. So for eight years I was playing um, National League and, you know, um, that we, when we used to have tournaments, I was playing that like, I had my New Zealand C. So I kind of already had a pathway into umpiring. So, when, I, as I said, wasn't going to make the sort of ferns. So at the age of 30, I jumped on the pathway of umpiring and went to my first tournament. And I've been really fortunate to um, pretty much just carry on from there until I got my international badge.
0: Wow, that's such a cool journey and different to a lot of people. So we're very glad that you're umpiring. But can you think back to your first time ever umpiring? Those really early years when you kind of were still playing. Um, why why did you first pick up whistle? Um,
1: I actually picked up whistle when I was probably thirteen. I was umpiring indoor netball. Um, at that point, it was obviously my parents didn't have like let say a great income, so I had to learn to pay for my own things. So Umpiring indoor netball was a way of um, creating my own pocket money. Um, I was actually, I'd just come back from basketball and um, I was still umpiring netball during that time just to make a bit of money. And when I was playing a Prem wine game, I had one of the umpire sort of coaches at that time spin around and say to me, Well, you should actually learn the rules. Um, I accepted that as a bit of a challenge. <laughs> and so oh, hence why I went through my uh, badge quite quite to get my New Zealand badge quite quickly, because I think by then I was a little bit uh, confident, is probably a nice way of putting it, <laughs> in my own beliefs as an umpire, and um, just continued on, yeah, until I got basically my New Zealand C. So I actually have to thank that person if they probably hadn't said for me to learn the rules, and um, I probably wouldn't be where I am today.
0: Well, that's so interesting, that uh, a comment like that really inspired you to make something out of it. I guess where did that confidence come from? Because umpiring is scary. (laughs) Oh,
1: look, just like anything, you have to learn your your trade. Um, Like I've had ups and downs. Um, Umpiring is not just a straight trajectory. Um, It goes up and down just like a player, just like anything in life. Uh, You make mistakes, you kick yourself. Um, but it's actually how you get back up and what you do and your next steps. Um, I think I've been fortunate enough that I've been surrounded by some amazing people who have supported me, who have seen me at my highs, but they've also supported me in my lows. And sometimes even when I've been in my highs, they've actually been realistic with me that, you know, you only can live in the moment and appreciate um, what you've got now and not think about what you've got ahead or what you had in the past.
0: Wow, great wisdom. What are some of those highs that have been? You've been to some pretty cool places and some pretty cool things with umpiring. What are some of the highlights for you?
1: I think one of the biggest highlights is the friends that I've made along the way. Um, not just in New Zealand, but also overseas. Um, if you're talking about pinnacle events, I think my biggest high for umpiring actually has been recently. Um it's actually going back and umpiring the grassroots levels. It's not the high international games. It's going out on a sad day and umpiring a second school grade or and it's giving back to the community and also giving back to the sport that's given so much to me.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it's really a theme that's been coming through in all of our chats that we've been having is that, giving back element, um, someone had to be the umpire or be the coach when we were first starting out, so taking that opportunity to give back when you can. Is that, would you say, why you're you still umpiring, especially when you think of those tricky moments, um, if you have a setback or a bad game or something happens on the sideline or all that sort of jazz? Um, is that what keeps you going? Why do you keep umpiring?
1: Oh, it definitely is for the game. Um, it's definitely about giving back. It's about I mean, I wouldn't be who I am, where I am now if it wasn't for the game of Netball. Obviously it's one component of it. Yeah. Um, but it has Netball has had a huge influence in my life, just not fam not just you know to the sport, but also my family and my friends and that's had a huge, huge influence of who I am in my life.
0: Yeah, so cool. What are you looking forward to in the next couple of years? I know do you have any major goals that you're working towards or
1: yeah. Um, I think it may sound funny but I guess my biggest thing is um, working on the process and celebrating little steps rather than worrying about the big outcomes because I can't control what's going to happen in the future um, I only can control what's happening with me now so there's obviously things in the netball career I'd, I'd like to achieve and um, my biggest goal I guess heading into every single day is just keeping it simple um, not over complicating things and if I can pick one thing that has the biggest influence or the biggest impact on um, how each day goes then I've actually won rather than focusing on hey I want to be at say and some people do use this as an example I want to be an international umpire I want to be at com games actually I just want to be in the moment and enjoy what I have in front of me
0: Beautiful wisdom you have. I love it. Old age. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's amazing. I really like that. And what kind of things are you looking forward to? Like, what are those moments? Can you reflect on your last couple of years and you're like, oh, this is why on on the elite stage?
1: Uh, On the elite stage, allowing the players to use their skills and just being there to enhance the game and support the game is probably one of the highlights for me, like every single time I step out on the court, it's how can I help the, how can I help show this amazing game of netball? How can I play the, help these players to um, display the skills and be the best that they can be? And how can I um, sort of also, you know, with the coaches as well? How can we help them understand what we're trying to do, and how can we work together to build a relationship that's going to grow our sport?
0: 100% and that's a massive theme that's come through from our chats with with Gareth and with Amelia even with Gabby is that the reason that you're there is not to be the bad guy and tell people off you're there to enhance the game for the good of the sport in general but um, for the individual players as well so I really love the way that you guys speak about um, umpiring and I think that's a conversation we really want to shift especially down into that grassroots level is that the umpires are there um like you say, to enhance and support the game, not to be the bad guy. What is some comments you would say to people who are picking up the whistle for the first time? Maybe they want to be an international umpire. Maybe they have no aspirations at all in umpiring. They're just there to give back. What would you say to them around that messaging of the positive role umpires have to play?
1: That's a a really hard one, because I guess I'd say to them again, and I think I've said it before in a few of our chats, that... You know, it's okay to make a mistake. We learn from our mistakes. Um, We're not going to be perfect, um, but just learn your craft and find people around you that can support you to grow and be honest with you and just support you along your journey.
0: I'm sure you've had your fair share, but of the negativity, whether that's from the sideline or the players themselves, if they're a little bit upset, and we all know that everyone it's very passionate um and sometimes they express their passion in a way that's not that constructive um how have you dealt with those that negativity or bad comments or the sidelines um i
1: think something you have to remember is that it's not personal and again um emotions bring out either the best or the worst of us in times um reflect uh think about okay what what can you influence how have you influenced it? If you've done nothing, then dump it. If you've done something, find someone to talk to to talk through the process and actually learn from that experience.
0: You made that sound so easy. How do you just dump it?
1: Oh, you have to actually learn how to do that. Um, I mean, I've been fortunate enough that I've got an amazing performance psychologist um, and my husband, who's realistic with me, um, and they have just been an ear. And I guess it is about finding that person that's actually go that you trust, and um, they guide you through it and they talk you through it. And it may take you two or three days to process it, um, but don't make decisions about what you want to do or things you may change in that motion in that time when you're emotionally heightened, um, because sometimes we just go from our little chimp brain and just go, I don't want to do this anymore. Throw it all away. Have a sleep two days later, three days later and go, it actually wasn't that bad.
0: You mentioned a performance psychologist there. That's really interesting because I think we always think that the players have their performance psychologists or the physio and the medic and the whole team around them. What team do you have and what does your training as an international umpire look like? Because I know it's not just knowing the rules and running around. It's very technical.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm privileged enough that... um, where I live, I've got a um, conditioning training called James Amorn, who works at the Rugby Institute, and so he creates my programs for me, which is a combination of um, weight training, interval training, um, and some of the training is very similar to the players. So obviously, with Netball New Zealand, our uh, minimum expectation is sixteen one on the oyo, um, and I know Knowles for the Silver Fern is sixteen three. So there's actually not that much a difference between um, us as umpires and the players. Um, My performance psychologist is Gary Hermanson. He's worked with a number of teams. Um, I, like many athletes, I've suffered from depression. Um, And so he's actually been really important in my journey, um, learning how to get a life balance between being in that dark place to actually being realistic and um, also managing the highs. So um, it's been really good. And again, I don't call him my sports psychologist. He's actually a performance psychologist because he it's not just sports that I need to balance in, it's actually uh, balancing um, sports, work, home life, me. So it's really important that um, obviously we talk about a sports psychologist, but the skills that I've learned from Gary has actually helped influence me as a whole being. And my whole um, holder approach of who I am. Uh, let's say, I, like I said, I'm fortunate. I've got a massager, which is a real good friend of mine, who I train with. Um, and I guess my biggest, my biggest team that I have on is my family and my friends. So while I've got the time, I just want to actually just want to say thanks to my coach Dave Palamu. Um, I also want to say thanks to Lee Koheka, Linda Liggins, my best friend Rachel Simmons and obviously the rest of my family and my kids because without them I wouldn't be where I am now.
0: That's so cool to hear you've got such a massive team behind you but I agree with what you've said is that um, the skills you learn in umpiring and with your performance psychologist cross over to life and that's something that you almost can't put it into words the skill and experience that netball or sport in general gives you as a person you mentioned balance a really interesting topic and something that's really tricky to nail um what are some of the things that you put in place to balance being an international umpire working full-time having your family looking after yourself as well as all your training and everything else
1: um one of my most important things is obviously i limit myself to the amount i train So I make sure that my training is only an hour a day. Um, I also like to get up early and I've had to learn to do that. Um, (laughs) But I also get to work a little bit early and I do work, um, obviously, as a school teacher early um, so that at night I actually don't have to do anything and I can just enjoy being me, being with my family and, most importantly, spending lots of time with my granddaughter when I can um, because, obviously, you know, having that, having that life balance and having that time with your family is so important because obviously as I was going through my career to start off with, my husband was pretty much a solo father um, because I was away at netball um, and he was the one who ended up looking after the kids. And I guess my family who live here in Palmerston North, which we're really fortunate, have been very supportive as well through my journey.
0: I think that's a very common phrase. Sorry, got netball. Oh, I'm at netball. Sorry. Um, So balancing that is really tricky and cool that you've, um, it's a really important part of your wellbeing. I just wanted to touch on the sideline. What message would you say to them um, to hopefully support netball to be a really welcoming space?
1: I think the biggest thing is that um, if you're on the sideline and you're passionate about the sport, and I know you're passionate about the team that you are supporting, just remember that um, the umpires are only human. Um, There's this great sign that I've seen up recently that says that umpires, this is not ANZ netball, this is not World Cup, umpires are human, we make mistakes. Um, as a support person on the sideline you also probably are the same you are not an ANZ supporter you are not an ANZ coach you are there to support the game um, I guess the biggest thing is just be positive um, enjoy what's out in front of you um, at the end of the day accept the challenge like I did um, if you don't agree with what's happening pick up the whistle and give it a go
0: I was going to say the exact same thing. We always need more volunteers. Pick up the whistle and get involved. As as you mentioned, there's a great pathway there as well. And whether or not you're interested in taking up that pathway, we always need more umpires because hundreds of thousands of young netballers across New Zealand and the world play every week. So it's really important we support them. Okay, we're going to finish with a bit of a quick fire. I don't know how quick it was because we're going to chat rules. (laughs) <laughs> um what is one rule that you're like I just wish people knew this properly
1: Uh, oh, I guess the big contentious rule at the moment is the short pass rule and the real interpretation is there must be room for a player to attempt and intercept um again it's a definition of a fingertip can be an attempt so I guess that's probably the rule at the moment is that um yeah that short pass
0: Keep it simple. (laughs) Don't overcomplicate it. A very tricky one too. Lots of chat around that. And I think it's actually changed the game more than we we realise potentially.
1: Definitely has.
0: What is one rule that you wish you could change? And you can't say short pass.
1: Uh, I would love to change the goaltending rule. As in, I would like it if it's on its downward flight um I'd actually like it to be allowed because I think that would create a little bit more um skill it would probably make it a little bit more complex um I think yeah maybe that's one more I might like to change I haven't actually really thought about it really I think I'd just get out there and just umpire, it but maybe that one
0: well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been great to chat all things umpiring, life balance, um, and you've shared some great little pearls of wisdom there, so thank you very much. Um, and all the best for all com Games.
1: Thank you, and thanks for the interview.